This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. What's up, people? It's me, Ramon. Welcome to the podcast that will entertain, educate, and inform you. Grab a ball and get ready for this serving of cornbread and caviar. What's up, people? It's me, Ramon. I'm your host, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Cornbread and Caviar, the podcast that will entertain, educate, and inform you. Thank you for joining us today. Today promises to be an awesome and edible experience. Follow us on Instagram at Eat Cornbread and Caviar, and feel free to hit us up at Eat Cornbread and Caviar at gmail.com. Today, as always, I'm joined by the hardest working producers and co-hosts this side of heaven, the beautiful, voluptuous, resident voice of hospitality and custodian of truth, my sister, none other than... Miss Maria Renee. Hello, hello. Did you miss me? Yes, you did. Ow, ow. Well, you know, every time we come on and do an introduction, they can't always miss you because you're here. Okay. All right. Okay. I find myself Thank not you. missing you more and more. That's okay. Okay. And we got the phenomenal, never mm-hmm. to be underestimated, the pretty boy himself. Hi, everyone. It's James Brandon. Hi, James. He always does Hi. it with the, this little hands clasps and gives a little shoulder action. It's really, you know, something to see. He's not burly. He's not. <laughs> I want to go on air and record. I want to go on record and officially say that I hate Perry because since Perry decided to call me burly, episode one. I've been being called Burley ever since. But you know what? You know what? Actually, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm going to right now, I'm going to look up the definition of the word Burley. I want to see what it means officially. The word Burley means... Nope, that's not it. Okay, nope. That's, that's not it. You can't even spell the word right. <laughs> Burley means... Now, of a person, large... Okay, I'll okay. take that. And strong... Heavily built. I saw a burly figure approach. I am burly. <laughs> I am large and strong, and I'm heavily built. I will take that. There you Thank go. you very much. You're Thank welcome. you. Large and strong, heavily built. Mm-hmm. Shout out to I'm, Perry. No, ain't no shout out to that hooker. Uh, <laughs> you can tell him I said it. He ain't going to change my words. Oh, gosh. I also want to introduce a special guest, my little sister, whom I love so, so, so dearly. And we were having a fun and interesting conversation before we started recording. I'm going to get back to that later. But my little sister, (laughs) Jayla Rose. Hi, everybody. What's up? What's going on? Hi, Jayla. Jayla's hanging tough with us today. We're recording a couple of episodes and she's hanging out with us and we're having a lot of fun. Yes, it's a pleasure. Most definitely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, Miss Maria. You will be back, won't you? Yes, I will. Nope, she will not. I will be. Okay, you leave. You are welcome anytime. Thank you. You sure are. Thank you. you. Brandon the Stallion. Thank you. Maria, stay in your... You are a little sister as well. Don't forget that I am the eldest here Mm -hmm. and you leave my other little sister alone. Wow. Burly and the eldest. Am I your guys' brother? Yes. You guys are all, you know, we sisters and brothers over here. What about me? <laughs> yes, Brandon Stallion. What about me? You sis. Hey, sis. <laughs> I don't need y'all. 
No, it's okay, bro. I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road and bring in the stallion. I love that song. Yeah, I'm going to take, take my horse to the Old Town, Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can't. What you I got the horses in the back. Head is mad at black. It it bang. Yeah, you haven't heard it. You haven't heard it. I mean, he has heard it. I played it for him. I don't recall. <laughs> he looks so because I bold. asked you if you thought it was country or not. Let me tell I you something. You we take it over boy. everything, mm-hmm. country music included. We coming back to our roots. roots. We taking everything back. Everything. Have you we heard? Have you, have, have you heard Shaka Khan? I feel for you. Have we talked? Oh, her about new that? song or, or Gladys Knight's? You know, your number one or. Something like Peebo that. Peebo Bryson had a banger out though. When? Peebo Bryson got a, a, a for real. It's a banger. It's, like now? Yeah, like right now. Peebo Bryson? Peebo Bryson got like a real. It got like, yes, but it got like a Usher Tank vibe. Like a. Peebo Bryson. Peebo Bryson got a new song out. Excuse then, me? Then we hear it. Yeah, it was on Saturday. Let me find it. Yep. Please. What? Peebo got a banger though. That beat, I, that beat is atrocious. Like it just come in. Like the Peebo Bryson. Yeah. The one to be doing those infomercials for all the, the discs the and collections for, of um, all these. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, okay. I know who he is, but I'm just surprised. I just thought he was retired. <laughs> Listen, they all got to come back. Yeah. Ain't nobody making no coin no more. They all got to come back out of retirement. Yes. Okay. You better sing, James. I hear you over there. What Thank you carrying a note? Did you find it, Jayla? No, I cannot find it. It's okay. We can't play it anyway on air. We don't got the coin for that. We, we ain't got, got the coin the to play. We ain't got that. the clearance of the coin. Yeah, don't get me sued. Uh, I'm sure people will be excited that somebody's sharing his shit. <laughs> uh, he'd be okay? excited if somebody's sharing his shit. So that stream. <laughs> right. So that way he'll... Don't play that goddamn shit on here because I don't want to pay no money to pay okay. for nothing. Can we at least say the name? say the name. I think it's called Love Like Yours and Mine. Okay. I'm going to have to hear this in the vehicle. Yeah. Okay, great, Peebo. We're glad you're back. We're glad you have a career <laughs> yeah, but again. Is it. Look at him. Let me see what he looks like. How you looking? Like a looker. Let me see here. Let me just put. I'm putting that up. Okay, Peebo, this little suit on. That's a nice blue, navy blue suit with a brown shirt. Okay, Peebo. Mm-hmm. That's Uncle P. He's looking old, then, though. He look older. He, I mean, he's he aging he's, like he's supposed to he's age. He's seasoned. He's well seasoned. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uncle P. <laughs> Uncle PB. Uh, come on now. Told you. Okay. Cut that off. She just hired. She can't have it. Cut it off. When, if we get sued by people, Bryson, get sued she, by, she, trust me, Peebo is excited that somebody is sharing. Yeah, you know so, how long Peebo didn't been out? <laughs> Why you got to throw this shade to Mr. Nah, Peebo? No, this ain't no shade. Peebo know. People are like, yes, the young people finally catching on to my, I'm going to be out here a little longer. Yes. And that's why Gladys Knight did the um, mass Singer. She wanted young people to connect with her because mm-hmm. she's like, I want to connect. And she yeah. killed it on the mass. She's a top three. You got to have longevity. She mm-hmm. has longevity. And I, she still looks so good. Protect them at all costs. Yes. Thank you, uh, Uncle P. Um, okay. Shout outs. We're going to start with Jay. Okay. Did you like that? I did like my extended introduction. I just want to make sure you feel special. Okay. I always feel special. Thank you. You're welcome. So today I want to shout out a skincare brand um, by the name of Drunk Elephant. Ooh. So I used to work in the, yeah, it's, it's called Drunk Elephant. So um, <laughs> very popular skincare brand. I used to work at Sephora and it was the number one selling skincare brand. 
Um, but anyways, recently they posted a picture of a brown man who uses their products. And I think that's great because working in Sephora, um, being in the beauty industry, you see a lot of women in the um, marketing campaigns. And white everything. women. White women. Well, not even just white women anymore. It's women of all races, but you never see any men. And men feel excluded when it comes to skincare products and stuff like that. They always come asking, well, can I use this? Because all you see on the boxes is women. That's true. And they um, think it's so, feminine. Exactly. So even working there, I was all the time, I was like, well, shit, they don't post pic- There's like no pictures of men in here that use a product. So um, I do use Drunk Elephant products. So it's nice to see that they posted a picture of a burly brown man <laughs> with a full beard <laughs> on their Instagram page. And a lot of the comments are celebrating them for doing that. And although I want to say it's about damn time, yeah, I'm also happy is. that it has happened now because that's a step in the right direction. Because Absolutely. Um, Brown men should be celebrated in skincare as well. So that's I my was, shout out for today. I like that. I was going to ask you how is it tied into like a brown owned company, but it's actually celebrating brown people. So that's right. an amazing shout out. And mm-hmm. I actually use Drug Elephant as a result of you because you got me into this whole mm-hmm. Drug Elephant world mm-hmm. and I actually do like their products. Yes. Um, so awesome. Great job to um, Drunk Elephant. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go next? Uh, who am I going to shout out? I just want to shout out all of the brown entrepreneurs out here getting in and making no apologies for it. Hello. Thank you. I salute you. I see you. I'm humbled by it. And it is fire under my rear ass <laughs> to get it going too. So. May I ask a question? Yes. So do you have a front ass? <laughs> <laughs> you said your rear ass as well. Do you have a front ass as well? Oh, Lord, give me strength. I thought it was a fupa. Mm, mm, mm. But if it's not a fupa, does that make mm, it a front mm, ass? Mm. I'm just trying to understand if it was a... Or is your vagina... Mm. A, I'm just confused. Don't I do it. have a fat cat. Oh, okay. Let's she got a wide set freak. vagina. <laughs> she has a heavy the flow. heavy flow and a wide set vagina. vagina. Listen. All right. We're going to call okay. you Wide Set. That's your name now. <laughs> I know it's PG-13. No, it's Let's not. Let's just be... No, it ain't no PG. Check this my is a, pedigree. Listen, you shall... This is This is Detroit is different after dark, which after indicates dark. that you will need to make sure you take okay. caution before letting your kids listen to this. So, Don't get it twisted. They lot, always come back. So the definition of burly was large and strong and heavily built. So you got a burly cat. A burly <laughs> cat. <laughs> so you got a burly cat. Got burly it. Cat. I'm burly and she got a burly cat. Okay. Wide set. Look, my male friend's probably going to be smiling like she is crazy. (laughs) 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 They be tripping. That's nasty nay over there. Nasty nay. Nasty nay. Daddy nay. She ain't got no filter, bro. She be tripping. Oh, shit. Okay. Who's next up for shout out? I guess I'm the last. No, no, not you. You, 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 you go. I don't even who know is who you? Jayla. What is you there here for? What? You basically took my shout out. I did want to shout out all of the brown entrepreneurs out there, too. even the young ones. You know, keep grinding, stay consistent, stay dedicated, mm-hmm. and don't let what naysayers and people that are down you keep you from going forward. Just keep going. I love that. Just keep going. Okay, little baby Nipsey. Thank you, <laughs> baby Nipsey. Okay. 
The, the marathon continues. It does. Right. Keep going. I'm glad y'all both shout out entrepreneurs. I take that because I'm a young, budding entrepreneur myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we all are. So thank you guys for shouting out entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I actually just want to shout out women, brown women, particularly who are out here getting it, doing their things. And and you know what? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I want to say that there are some women who are not brown. On the outside, but they're brown on the inside. Yes. So, nope. shout out yes. to you. You gotta them. have both. Nope, you don't have to have both. You yes. are brown on the inside. You, if you ain't got the melanin, you just ain't got it. You just ain't got <laughs> you it. You barely only, got it your day. That's yeah. the only thing <laughs> missing is the melanin. Now, you know some of these women out here got melanated souls. That's true. It's a melanated soul. Thank <laughs> a you. Melanated soul. So they I'm, just I'm shouting the them out to the uh. the melanated soul brown melanated soul women who may not be brown on the outside and the brown women. You right? Because Tina Marie y'all black. Out. Tina Marie was black as ever. <laughs> teen teen is brown. <laughs> Are you crying? What happened? <laughs> Who heard his fifth? Yes, you better sing. Oh, that was that was that, that was, was singing. singing. Was that oh, what that was? God. Wow. Yes, you better sing, Tina. Oh, Tay, you are far beyond being nervous singing on the mic because you did a karaoke that one time and you just. I don't mind singing on the mic. Oh, we was at D- we had went to Dino's last night. Oh, you know that's gonna piss him off. We didn't stay though because it was just too. Cr- it, first of all, it was not a one melanating up in there, and you it know was Sa- one couple. Sandra wasn't having it. Sandra it was, was like, "Oh, uh, uh, uh." So, Mama was out too. It was her birthday last night. Shout out! Shout, yes, my mama turned fifty three yesterday. Yay. Happy birthday, Happy, oh my Mama Sand! Happy birthday from Corbett. Yes, Happy t- we got her. She let me tell y'all what all happened, right? And she don't care, but we she smoked weed. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, she was listen. She just beat kite. cancer. She's entitled to yeah, smoke weed. She has a bunch of reefer. It ain't nothing wrong with marijuana. It's legal now. Thank you. We took her to Cola's, which is like a Caribbean African uh, restaurant slash club oh, right. or whatever. Yes, and she got her little reggae on, and then she had some Jack Daniels and Coke. Ooh, Come yes. on, Mama Sam. Yep, and shout out to Derek for buying my mom all her drinks or whatever that last night. Well, who was Derek? The guy. Oh, that guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. That guy, sorry. And she ate some jerk chicken for the first time. Oh, that place is open. Yeah. I love that place. Yes. I would have loved to come last night if I were invited in advance. Oh, but it was it wasn't like, you know, like it was a last like minute it was. thing, yeah. wasn't it? They went to Dino's. Did I know. was a karaoke going on at Dino's? Mm-hmm. It was an older uh Caucasian woman that was celebrating her birthday and she was in there <laughs> singing, so so y'all went to Dino's, went by my house to this African place. Y'all just just, just excluded me. I don't feel like I'm part of the family. Am I even in the and wheel we went anymore? went to Franklin Liquor Store, too. Listen, That's Mom, right there by up. my no, you house. Didn't. We can't That's do right across the That's street right across the street from my house. I, I know where your house is. I know you know. <laughs> but you know, you were asleep by 1030 last night. So? <laughs> you really wanted me to just pop up at the house? I would have rather you call and say, hey, bro, we're coming out to your neck of the woods from the But it wasn't deep, deep for suburb. me last night. It was for my mama. I would have loved Whatever to meet her in face-to-face. You know what? Know what? You haven't I'm met Mama Sand yet? Not in, fact, not in person. I've oh, seen her for the first you're time. you're going to love you some Mama Sand. You did see Mama Sand at the, our very first uh, fashion show, but that was a long, That's so long, long time ago. ago. No, he and got I to was... meet Mama Sand right now. Right oh, yeah, now. it's people. <laughs> well, let's... Go <laughs> <laughs> get her on the podcast. Let's, let's set something up. We can go back to Dino's. <gasps> Mother's Day, let's have our moms come on. Yeah, but I'm not having... You, you, you can't come. 
Because you didn't invite me last night. I'm pissed off. Yeah, mama's saying you can come. We're going to do that for Mother's Day. I wonder if my mom would actually come on. She would. I know she would. I don't think she would. You know, she don't don't like nothing social media. Social media. I don't want to be out there. Mama, Mm -hmm. you. Well, we're not going to put her picture I'm going to be like, Ma, guess what? You are retired. Don't nobody give a damn about your job. But now you retired. She'd be all right. I'm going to tell her that. But we'll see. That's going to be nice. We got enough chairs. One, two, three, four, five. We need six. We could just put one right there. Then they get a mic. Okay, we can handle it. We can do that. We can bring all three of our moms on the air. We'll see how that goes. This next oh, month, right? And they get a photo shoot too. That's gonna be nice. That will be pretty and wonderful. The three the Saturday moms. before Mother's Day because Mother's Day is on the Sunday, so that's the eleventh, May eleventh. Because Mother's Day we is better. So I know your mom will come on. I know yeah. yours will come on. I gotta just work on mine. Yeah, she she's did. the oldest of the three, and we she's the most. The oh, Sam gonna be too delighted. She's been welcome. Oh, you gonna put me on the microphone? <laughs> and then at that point, I will address why I was not invited to her birthday celebration. You gonna put me on the microphone? Celebration. Well, celebration. What we can do so is yes. we can set something up. We can all go to Dino's and have a good old time. Yes, my mom. She's the kind of person she'll drive herself. Because so when she ready to leave, she could just say, "Okay, I'm getting out of here." But she just be so funny. My mom is so funny acting. Oh my gosh, she she drive herself. Like, okay, y'all. All right, I gotta get going. She always like to leave a little early because mm-hmm. she be wanting to go do whatever she want to. Go do I'm like my sit your sit down sit down sit down and enjoy me God <laughs> sit it down so yeah happy birthday mom happy happy belated birthday and um when you turn fifty four hopefully I get invited to the festivities so y'all right by my house no Ugh. we're not doing nothing else to her fifty fifth why can't you do it on her fifty four if it's private, if like. it's something intimate Ramona's invited period yeah no I'm just saying thank like, you Jayla dang that's what he talking about Damn. something intimate to my nine, 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 fifty five. how you gonna claim me as your brother for the last umpteen ten years then you wanna just <laughs> exclude me everybody is, we, we don't have no coins right now we Didn't I tell you to stop prophesizing that over your life? You are away. not broke. Oh, Money comes that. to you in abundance. I didn't period. say I was broke. Period. Okay, then I said I have any coin right now. Okay, that's right now. Right now. Tomorrow might be different. You save like I told you. You don't know what's going to happen. Let you the know, Lord it use me you. when African Americans get too woke that they just. I think it's, it's not time even... for the random question don't of you... the day. Thank you, it is. <laughs> What is it? We're excited. Yeah. We, wait. Wait, Jayla, are we done going in on Maria Renee? Because <laughs> Maria, um, she's killing me with this fake woke crap. This is something that we need. That's right. Because Ooh. we're conditioned. I didn't say it was fake. You putting words on my I didn't say it was okay. fake. Okay. Well, whatever. Just, people just kill me with this woke stuff. It's you okay. got to talk about how woke you are. It's okay. What is the random question of the day? Thank you. Yes. Okay. It's time for the random question that I enjoy going in on Maria Renee. This is fun because she does not miss an opportunity to go in on me. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Random question of the day. Y'all ready? Yes. Now, I want y'all to really think about this. Okay. Is there any instance in which a white person can use nigga? Never. No. No. But it's not tolerated. What if you change the ER to A? Is that okay? No. No. We can't. Because the word nigga and nigger is two totally different things. Now, us as melanated people used the term nigga or niggas as, you know, speaking amongst term one of another. Term yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But when someone else uses it because of where they come from and the background of it, you have no right to let that come out of your mouth. Right. Okay, well, they Slim Shady. I don't care. Or Gary Owen. No. Mm-mm. They melanated souls. Because what we're doing is, they yes, they souls. melanated souls. Why can't they use it? 
I'm just playing devil's advocate because it's fun. His wife's black. His kids is black. That don't matter. Gary Owen. Well, I mean, I'm he might sure be the he's only one that anyway. can slide. Gary Owen, you think so? I'm sure he, he's you saying know, it anyway. His wife is is hood. I think she's been calling him he be that. Like, he be like, nigga, sit down. She's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> See, that just don't sit right with me. It's like I'm kind of on the edge with it. I, even if you are a melanated soul, I don't want you to think that it's okay to say it because of... Don't you represent our Because if still we go back to slavery, his ass is going back with us. He's not going to be in the house with them. <laughs> Come on, Gary Owen. Yeah. You think he going back and back outside with us? Yes. Well, I'm not going to the field. Ain't no, nobody. We're not going back. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. You got to kill me at that point. They know he a nigga lover, so it's a wrap. <laughs> That would make it even worse. Of course, they're going to put him in the house. All right. No, they're going to put him in the Separate them. Separate them. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a resounding no. Yeah. Yeah, it's a no. It's, it's a, a no. no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, okay, Randy. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. Okay. Um, we give, you know, we give the word too much power, though. We do. Just like bitch. Yeah. Renee's your, Marie Renee, you're a bitch. You mad? Mm-mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Let me... <laughs> Let me just stop. She going to the archives. No. Yeah. No. Go ahead. That's put, not I, because... No. I because it. I prefer that to be used in the bedroom. Oh. I guess it's in a Big context. If, it, if it's in a context. <laughs> I mean, are we recording? <laughs> Recording what? Recording what are we recording? She just said she prefers the word bitch to be used in the bedroom against her. Why you slapping that ass or something? Why somebody slapping that ass? Her burly cat. Her burly cat. (laughs) (laughs) You think I had a problem with the word B? When I I, I used the terminology before, she almost knocked my head off. I think it's the context. (laughs) It was the way that you used it. It's probably the context. The context. It was just like a, a bitch. Did you just call me a bitch? Yeah, just go like. But what? look, would you look the way you said it though? Because you I was confused. It, it was, I was confused. Like, well, bitch. Mm-hmm. And you like, oh, I'm a bitch. Uh huh. That sounds like how I would respond mm-hmm. too. Because it was a heated debate or a heated argument for that to even. Right. Right now, if if I was with my significant other and it, it happened in the bedroom, and I'm be like, yes, please say that a million times mm-hmm. over. It just depends uh, on why. Why did it get offended when I just said? Maria Renee, you're a bitch. Why didn't that offend you now? And that's the context that I used conversation, it. Lighthearted no, tone. it wasn't even a heated. It wasn't a heated argument. The time I'm talking about was not a heated argument. It was just like. But it was I up. even serious when you when I asked you that though? I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you was because you was ready to knock my head off. Yes. You said it in a, in a way that it, that made me mad. Because how can you get upset when you would sit up here? You'd be like, well, bitch, the same exact way. It's called double standards. Right. I have them. I'm okay with mine. That's just like <laughs> the other day when we were having a heated debate and you said motherfucker. And I said, hold up. I hold did. Up. I said, hold motherfucker, up. what the fuck? <laughs> so because the-, see, the thing about it is when I use profane language, I intend to get my point across. And it makes me, it reduces my level of anger and it expresses what I'm feeling and then it comes out. If I don't say that motherfucker in that moment, then I might feel but like I'm going to knock her head off. motherfucker can mean all type of terms, though. You literally see? are a person who fucks people's mothers. Right or the colloquial term could just mean you a motherfucker, or you and I'm saying be, motherfucker, or for you in pain, or bitch. mother. 
Just it's like all bitch. about context. All ta- yes. Like fucking bitch. It's all See? about context. Yes, it's all about context. Mm-hmm. And but it's also about it's not it's the recipient too. Okay. So back to the original topic. If a white person is using nigga or nigger in the right context. You out with all your boys and one of your boys is white and he's very hip hop identified and y'all like nigga shut up, nigga shut up, but then he like nigga please. Do you get mad? Are we all gonna look at him like crazy and be like, ass, or? No, I'm sure he didn't say it more times than none. And then they have accepted to allow him, him to feel comfortable enough to say it. Environment for him. To it say depends it. on the person and who they're around. Now, if we, if I have a Caucasian friend and you know he's comfortable with saying, you know, nigga this, nigga that, because I happen to do that with Caucasian people, be like, nigga, please, but you better not call me a nigga. Right? <laughs> I can say it, but you can't. You can't say it. Yeah. But even then. I don't want you to feel comfortable saying it out where, you know, there's other Caucasian people so they can feel comfortable enough to say it. No, mm-hmm. that's something that we do. Because that'll get you fucked up. Let's right. Just put it on, put it well, on, I think on he air. Know that, that'll get you I'll fucked get you. up. Just so we clear. Don't you All know. the way. I think he know that, though. And even no. then, I'm sure it took him a long time to even feel comfortable to even say that, even though y'all been friends all this time because he know what it, he understood what it meant and, and how it affected us. So If yeah. you were with a white person... In the bedroom, they called you nigga. That turned you on or just bitch? No. Why won't you calling me a nigga in the bedroom? What? what I don't tolerate it from, from niggas. So why would I tolerate it from the Caucasians? Right. Nigger. See, no. Nah, if, no, you was calling me a, if you was calling me a bitch in the bedroom, white, black, Hispanic, Caucasian, I don't care who it is. Yes, that works. Now, let me just put this. Let me just put this out there. Let me just say this. Because out of all these... Motherfucking, so I can use that word again, so you can see that I'm using it in a different context and how powerful it is whenever you want to use it. Motherfucking, out of all these motherfucking random questions of the day, I'll be asking some off the wall shit. Now, had I asked a random question, what's the word in the bedroom <laughs> when you have a sex that turns you on? She would have been like, oh, I'm saved. I don't do that. And now she's been talking about how she's in the bedroom. Call me a bitch, nigga. Call me a bitch. But now, every time I ask a sexually based random question today, y'all two motherfuckers, boom, uh, <laughs> act all, oh my God, I can't believe you're asking this. But then you want to just voluntarily this is say, political. <sighs> She's making Once her again, point. it's a double standard. Double fucking standard. <laughs> She's making like, her point. And then Brandon, you on the whole podcast. Like, it make it, if I ask a Brandon sexual what? question. Brandon the Stallion. I'm sorry. Brandon the Stallion. <laughs> period. Give me together. <laughs> period. <laughs> Give me together. Okay. Y'all crazy. I'm done with y'all. We're moving on to the Let's answer the question. You say it and get your ass whooped. That's, <laughs> that's at your own risk. That's your own <laughs> risk. Don't risk it. E R A A H. <laughs> you, you get go. popped in your mouth like a little Tyler. Don't be upset. Like because somebody calls you a motherfucker, a no. nigga, a nigga. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's we all fight. they say. We we, we used fight. to the motherfuckers. We used to that. Now, I'll mm-hmm. take that, but I ain't gonna take. Mm. No, nah, yeah, gonna be too many. You ain't gonna be too many fucking my mothers either. Now that's gonna be that. You ain't gonna be too many of them. Now depends on who you are. You can speak to me a certain way. Okay, mm-hmm. that's for my own people too. Brown Brilliance. Ready for the Brown Brilliance? Yes. Brown Brilliance? Brown Brilliance. <laughs> so typically, Maria Renee does all this singing. I know, but she she's not doing it. <sighs> she locked into the silent <laughs> battle with Jayla. They have this silent battle over here. What? <laughs> I know. She's about? not singing or nothing. So this individual for our Brown Brilliance today. Well, actually, Brown Brilliance is the segment of the show where we recognize a person or a business that is doing wonderful, 
great and noble things, either locally, regionally, nationally, or internationally. And we want to give them our Brown Brilliance Award. Now, this person, actually, I've been trying to get her on the show um, to discuss mental health. But she is super, super busy. But I'm going to send a list of requests to her. But I pulled her... I pulled her um, uh, bio directly from her webpage because I didn't want to mess it up, and I want her to get all of her accolades right. So um, it's at drrosemolten.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-E-M-O-T-E-N.com. So Dr. Rose Moulton, she, uh, first of all, beautiful, beautiful brown woman, lover, highly educated woman, Um <clears throat> She's a fully licensed clinical psychologist, author, speaker of life transformation coaching, and she is the director of Bloom Transformation Center, a full-service wellness clinic offering traditional and holistic services to assist others in psychological and emotional well-being. Um, Dr. Rose artfully blends traditional holistic methods to provide clients with practical techniques for to proven to transform even the most challenging circumstances. In her 20 years of experience, Dr. Rose has consulted and provided services to individuals and organizations all over the world. Her cutting-edge perspectives and services has been featured nationally on television, radio, and in newsprint articles. Um, her 20 years of mental health experience in addition to her own challenging personal life experiences, life-changing adversity, and subsequent rebirth, led her to write her second book, Bloom, Seven Steps to Personal Transformation, which is available on Amazon. Uh, the highly acclaimed book provides a blueprint that promotes self-discovery, personal transformation, and unbridled success. Dr. Rose believes that it is important, it is more important than ever for people to have access to quality and revolutionary mental health care services And as a native Detroiter, this was the driving force behind the relocation of her practice back to the city of Detroit in 2018. Dr. Rose is committed to the emotional freedom and healing of others worldwide. And Dr. Rose works with individuals and organizations all over the world to achieve optimal emotional well-being and to challenge outdated practices and belief systems that are contrary to growth. And in addition to individual couples and group counseling services, Dr. Rose provides group and individual life transformation coaching, trauma release services, transformation retreats, media expertise, and organizational consulting. So, Dr. Rose, we here at Cornbread and Caviar, we take our hats off to you. Thank you so much for being who you are. Yes. Amen. Ironic, I'm getting this phone call right now because, (laughs) don't say the name. That's how I met Dr. Rose because uh, me and the person calling my phone right now, mm. we went to her um, yeah. to get some coaching, some life coaching, some therapy, mm-hmm. right? So um, I love Dr. Rose. She is amazing. Yes, she um, is. She is a wonderful, wonderful woman and just a beautiful brown woman. She's a beautiful brown woman. So we offer you our Brown Brilliance Award, and we will be listening and listening requests, Dr. Rose, because we want you to still come on the show. Please. Please, 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 please. Okay. So on our last recording, we didn't decide what the meat was going to be, but we're going to talk about the meat now. What is the meat? What's the meat for today? Sofritas. The mind. Tofu. The mind is the meat? Oh. What? What what we <laughs> what kind of meat do you like, Jayla? What's your favorite meat? Um, I actually stopped eating meat. Yeah. So what's your meat substitute? Tofu. 
Um, right now I'm really just like eating like seafood, like fish. I love seafood. Okay. okay, so we can do what kind of fish is your favorite? Um, catfish. Okay, <laughs> so a scavenger fish. Okay, yeah. So the meat of the day is catfish. Um, okay, so that's our meat for the day. This is like, like I said, I really wanted Doctor Rose, um, <clears throat> on this particular episode. Um, but she's extremely busy and I wanted to get this episode recorded because I felt like this is very serious. So mental health in my community, it is problematic, right? We have a significant, we have significant challenges that make mental health a bigger issue, uh, than many other races in America. Oftentimes we don't want to receive care because, um, now, we are afraid to face what could potentially be an issue or a diagnosis. And worse yet, we don't have the resources necessary to receive the mental health care needed. And then, so basically what I'm really saying is that in, we we don't have the health care to pay for the mental health services, so we can't afford it. Or we are afraid to find out something's wrong, or we just don't want to talk about it because we're afraid to be looked at as crazy. Um Admittedly, the experience of the African-descended brown person in America makes way for several uh, and very severe mental health issues. Um, And according to mentalhealthamerica.net, here are some statistics that affect African-American folks with respect to mental illness. Adult um, black African-Americans are 20% more likely to report serious psychological distress than adult whites. Adult African Americans living below poverty are three times more likely to report serious psychological distress, um, more so than those living above poverty. <clears throat> uh, those living above poverty versus below. African Americans are more likely to have feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and worthlessness than our adult uh, white adults. And uh, African Americans are less likely than white people to die from suicide as teenagers. Uh, black African-American teenagers are more likely to attempt suicide than our white teenagers. So um, f- that's deep. To me, those staggering figures, because that is serious. We, I know for a fact, for myself, my whole experience with uh, mental health issues in my community, <clears throat> it's all about, I don't want to be viewed as crazy. I don't want to be viewed as crazy. So why are there stigmas around admitting to mental health issues in our community. So let's just jump right into that. I think I laid a good foundation. Let's go for it, guys. Who wants to start first? Who's percolating? <laughs> it looks like Nasty Nay was about to say something. Is she about to cry already? Oh. No. I thought she was about to cry already. Like, dang, you about to cry already? Um, Nasty I guess Nay. I'll start with myself um, and be a little transparent as always. I think... It's not that mental illness is frowned upon with us. It's that we don't even understand that we have an illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, I th- Sometimes it it takes certain circumstances that you go through in order for you to understand that, oh, my God, something isn't right. Sure. Um, I had, you know, I talk about it all the time, but I didn't realize that something was mentally wrong with me until I lost my dad. Mm. And it literally was just like, um, okay, I'm not myself, for real, for real. Not not only am I not myself, but I'm not even understanding what is partaking in my everyday life anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot get it together. I I, I just can't. Yeah. Um, it's not about church. 
I, I know for sure my family can't help. I know my friends wouldn't understand. It's, it's like a click in your mind. Like your brain becomes off balance. And that's when I was like, okay. I went to my primary care doctor and was just like, yeah, so not only am I depressed, mm-hmm. but I really think something else is going on too. And I need to see, I need to talk to somebody. And I need to talk to somebody like now because I cannot pull myself out of it. And I feel like if I go any further, I'm never going to be able to recover. So that's that's what it took for me. And um, I got a great therapist. Um, and we dived in it from start to finish, like from birth all the way up until now. And she was like, yep, this was supposed to have been happened. <laughs> it was just, this was just your breaking point. Mm-hmm. So I was never embarrassed. I'm an advocate for mental health, like. I feel like everybody should have an outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, religious ways may be able to help you cope with it, or you can just use both. I have both, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, to be authentically yourself, you have to understand who you really are. Absolutely. Um, a I lot of the stuff I had to admit to myself, like, oh, my God, this is, ooh, this is thick. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it goes back into relationships and kids and um, trying to build a family. It's we're so broken and so torn that we're creating our, that environment for our children. Mm-hmm. Pathology. Yeah. It's it's a a whole Passing cycle. Yeah. So this is why I tell people like I don't want to bring kids into the world right now for many different reasons. But um, when you're you're gr- growing and Feeding into that that child, sure, from the womb on down. So if you're not mentally together, how you expect the child to be? Yeah, that's true. That's so true. it was a lot of stuff that my parents went through or uh, was exposed to. That yeah, they they shielded us from a little bit, but you know, hindsight, we all got it as well. Mm-hmm. So you got to retrain your your mind to. You know, be able to to keep moving forward. It is a it's a chemical. Like I feel like some things, the neutrons in my brain just snapped, mm-hmm. and now I gotta regroup and relearn and mm-hmm. figure out what's next. Where are you done so, with your process? Um, I don't take my medicine. Like why? Like I well, like she felt like I should. And it was a lot of with the side effects. Like, I didn't like how I felt with it. Mm. So I really only take it when I just cannot cope and just can't deal. Other than that, um, journaling, recognizing that there is a problem, there was a problem, it's still going to be one. Sure. Um, I'm getting back into therapy. I had stopped for a minute because of my schedule. But I, I know now that when I just can't, right. okay, I need to call her. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if it's just for her to, for for me to tell her, like, okay, Dr. Christian, um, yeah, so this is not working, and that's not working, and I don't know if I can do that, or I think we should talk about this. And she'd be like, okay, well, let's schedule something. Do you really feel like you need it, or do you feel like you just need to just vent? And I like that about her. And then I'd be like, okay, well, maybe I just need to vent. Sure. And sure. then we talk, and then boom. But then she'll call and check and be like, so do you think you need a session? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm okay. So, you know, it just... It works that way. Um, our culture, 
I think it's frowned upon too because it's not a lot of African American um, therapists and counsel- and counselors and psychiatrists, and they feel like, oh well, if they're not my skin color, then they don't know my struggle. They don't know what I've been through. That Christian is a pure Caucasian, mm-hmm. and she's like my BFF. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you do I feel like maybe they can relate to me more? I'm not for sure because I've only went to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like long as they're certified and got their credentials, it could be anybody. Okay. I want to put real quick, take a second to kind of talk about real quick. Um, there are, because a lot of people confuse these, there is a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. The psychiatrist is a medical doctor. Well, they she's went to both. med school. Dr. Christian is both. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has a PhD and a MD. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but a psychiatrist is a medical doctor who's gone to med school and can prescribe and, scripts. And they can prescribe scripts. Yes. They can prescribe uh, scripts, um, prescriptions. And then you have a psychologist who is purely um, non medical, non medicinal, but they have gone to school for a very long time as well. They have a PhD or a PsyD. The PsyD is the more practical application of the profession. The PhD is the more research, but they both can help you in a clinical setting. And some of those are licensed to give you limited prescriptions to help manage different uh, mental illness. You have your licensed uh, social worker, your licensed master of social work um, or clinical social worker. Um, they can provide you with therapy as well. You have a person who has a master's of counseling who can also provide you with therapy, et cetera, et cetera. So those are four basic, the four basic ones. I think they get off to different ones, like you have life coaches and stuff like that. But those who actually are clinicians who actually, um, and I may have missed some. If I have, write us, let us know at ecormbreadingcaviar.gmail.com. But those are the four that I know of off the top of my head that can actually provide you services in a clinical setting. Those are actual clinicians. Um, a lot of the psychiatrists, a lot of psychiatrists don't do it. And uh, actual the clinical, the clinical um, um, time. But most of the psychologists, MAs, I mean the MCs and the, the MSWs do do the clinical work. So anyway, just to make sure we make a clear difference, so we know what the different types of therapists are. Um, so you, does she diagnose you with depression? Mm-hmm. Were you diagnosed uh, with anything else would, that you want to share? I don't want to share that, but yeah, I was diagnosed uh-huh. with other things. Um, I tell my friends or people that that ask me about mental health, like, Nay, why why did you do it or what? For one, I don't want people to harm themselves, first and foremost, and sure. then harm others. Right. I will always tell you to go and seek help right. immediately. Absolutely. Um, don't wait. And they're like, well, I don't want to hit bottom, and I don't want them to keep me in the institution. And <clears throat> you have to, I advise them to keep you so you can retrain your mind because something has happened within the, the, the neutrons in your brain. Some trauma has occurred. Yeah, something is so... Stress, during stress. It's best that you go so you can get reprogrammed so you can be able to be among society once again. Yes, absolutely. So if I had had to go to an institution or um, to a safe house or a safe haven, I was willing to do that. Yeah. But I felt like, let me just take one more option before... Because I was... I mean, I was scared to even... Let my family know because I'm like, they're going to be like, oh, you know, is you sure this is it? Is, you, is this trying, you know, a cry out for help or, 
you know, do you really feel like that's something that you need to do about your bills and your house? And, you know, so, but if, if I'm mentally then checked out of here, none of that is going to matter anyway. And it can happen at any given moment. Seeing it at the hospital now and working, these are people that are normal, like everyday lives. They're doctors and and teachers and um, police officers. Like the average day person can literally just clock out within a second. Absolutely. Yeah. Like within a second. Like it does not take nothing and... You know, the wife or the husband be like, they were just perfectly fine. The kids were going to school. We were just taking them to here. And he just went, he or she just went blank. And they're not saying nothing. They're not talking or they're talking gibberish and I don't understand. And, you know, of course you wink out if it's a stroke or, and nine times out of 10 is literally, they just, they have lost their mind. I like what you said, the two that, well, Back to like you even telling your family, a lot of people, because there's so many stigmas around it. Well, first of all, did uh, James or Jayla, do y'all have any comments on, you know, mental health, mental illness? Have you guys had experiences that you want to share before I talk more about some more stigmas? I don't want to leave you guys out of the conversation because it's a very powerful conversation. Yeah, I know that you said you had a lot to say about this. Um, I just want to piggyback off of what Miss Maria Renee said. Um, it's important for us to get, you know, mental health, you know, the, the servicing that the services that are provided because when we see that there's something wrong with people or their prescribed medication, it's oh, they're crazy or oh, they're retarded or, you know, whatever the case may be. But a lot of this stuff is like generational trauma. And yes. we don't even know where it's yes. coming from. And it people don't know that the, the mind is a it's a it's a muscle. Yes. So if you don't properly take care of it, then yes, you can lose your mind at any moment. Mm-hmm. I agree. I completely agree. I think it needs to start with the youth. We need to stop telling our kids not to cry, to brush it off. Yes. We need to stop teaching our young brown boys that they can't show emotion. Yeah. Because what you're doing, just like you said, it's a, the mind is a muscle. So, you know, they show emotion 10 times and you tell them no or you spank them or however you discipline them. So now they're not going to do it. So now every time something comes up that makes them feel some type of way that's not happy, they're suppressing it. Yeah. And it's just going to build up and get to a point where they do break. It's important for us to express ourselves and show emotion, whether it be through tears or um I mean, however it may be, as long as it's not violence, just don't be out here hitting people because you feel some type of way. Right. But um, I think it it really just starts with our children. We <laughs> often tell children, "Don't cry. You'll be all fine. Brush. You'll be fine. Brush it off." And it's like, okay, they will be okay. And brushing it off is just fine. But there's also nothing wrong with them crying because they're sad or upset or something like that. Right. So, Especially amongst our, our African American males. Hmm. Um. Uh, it starts with the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts with the parents because if you get in trouble, like my friend gave me a scenario one day. He was like, what if um, your mom gave you a check and she told you not to lose a check, but you lose the check and you tell her that you lost, that you lost the check. And then you, you get your ass whooped by the mom and you get your ass whooped by the daddy, but you go back in your room and the check is on the table. What you going to do with the check? I say, I'm going to go and give it to her. And I want her to apologize for whooping my ass. Right, And parents would whoop your ass and then know that they were wrong for whooping your ass and just act like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. We got to stop doing that. Right. Isn't that what happens to us in American society as brown people? Most definitely. We get our asses whooped constantly and every day. And then you just got to suck that shit up. Right. And that's not man. okay. 
And it's not okay because at the end of the day, people are trying to figure out why they're feeling the feelings that they're feeling. And if nobody can figure out why they're feeling how they're feeling, they're going to think it's something wrong with me. So I can't tell anybody because nobody mm-hmm. understands. Right. And if people feel like nobody understands, then it's hard for them to be open about it and to get help and to figure out where to even start. Right. If I can't tell someone I'm sad because of this simple, quote unquote, simple thing that happened, how am I going to go and tell someone that I'm feeling depressed? They're really going to look at me like I'm crazy. Right. So I would rather just keep that shit to myself. That's the mentality that a lot of people have, because if I can't go to my brother or sister or my friend or my mom and just tell them, you know, I'm I'm feeling very sad today because of X, Y and Z. It could be I don't know. I don't don't know what the scenario would be, but just something super simple. You could just be feeling sad for no reason Right, you could just be feeling sad, and they're telling you, well, get over it. The day's going to get better. Go do something that makes you happy. Right. Well, why can't I just sit in my sadness for a few minutes? Why can't I I feel that emotion so that I can get over it? Why are you telling me to do away with it or cover it up? Right. It's just not okay. Yeah. Because then we're creating an environment where it's not okay for people to show their emotion, and then when they're like, I am depressed, I've went to the doctor. I have been diagnosed mm-hmm. as depressed. Well, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Why don't you? And it's like, no, you're what's wrong with me <laughs> because you don't, you won't allow me to express my emotions and feel safe when I do that. I'm constantly being judged because I'm doing that. And I'm not just saying that because that's how I feel, but that's how people probably feel in general. Mm-hmm. And then they want to prescribe you medications, which is nothing but chemicals. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's subsiding the fact that you're depressed in the first place. It's not right. actually it's not solving the, the issue. Yeah, it's not solving the issue. There's a root mm-hmm. cause to it. You both, um, uh, <clears throat> Jayla and Maria Renee, you both referenced kind of, um, in some way, baggage. And we talked about Dr. DeGruy, Dr. Joy Grush. Dr. Joy DeGruy, she was our brown brilliance a few episodes ago. Excellent woman. She wrote a book called Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. And if you haven't read it, you should definitely check it out. But this is what post-traumatic slave syndrome is about. It posits that centuries of slavery in the United States, followed by systemic and structural racism and oppression, including lynching, Jim Crow laws, and unwarranted mass incarceration, have resulted in multi-generational maladaptive behaviors, which originated as survival strategies. And we talked about that where you said on the other recording, we talked about a lion being in the jungle to survive maladaptive survival strategies. And the syndrome continues because children whose parents suffer from post-traumatic slave syndrome are often indoctrinated with the same behaviors long after the behaviors have lost their contextual effectiveness. So basically what that's saying is, Again, like in Yan Law, he says there's a pathology that's going on. We are infecting our kids with the same gener- shit generation after generation after generation. And we're not teaching them to be emotionally healthy and emotionally wise. And like you even said, James, we're not letting our kids be emotional. We don't mm-hmm. want we don't want kids to be overly emotional because that could lead to something. It could be an issue, but we want them to right. express emotion healthily, right. healthy. In a healthy manner, we want them to cry if you feel sad. We want you to feel sad. Sit in that thing, and once you feel better, let's move on to the next emotion. Now, if they're consistently sitting like that, we might need to talk about getting them some help. But these are all, you know, a lot of this stuff is about stigmas. We are considered crazy. So um, the stigma of judgment will prevent us brown people from seeking treatment for mental illness. So... um, um, we believe that even a mild depression or even anxiety would be considered crazy um, in the social circles. And I'm, I'm going to make an assumption that, and, I'm, and 
you're free to not share, and I don't want you to, but whatever the other diagnosis you had, Maria Renee, that you didn't want to share, you might be con- concerned about sharing it because you might be concerned about being viewed as crazy. And that's something that we all will struggle from. I had a trouble saying, I had trouble saying that I was depressed. I never got diagnosed as depressed, but I know that I had a recurring, constant feeling of darkness. Well, I don't, I don't care to talk about it because I just don't like that over me. Uh, There's no fear of you feeling like some people would think you were crazy? No, because I, I believe people feel that about me anyway. I've come to that conclusion. You are, uh, you are <laughs> well, and, and, and I'm not even, I'm so serious about that. Um, and that's okay. Like, I don't I'm think o- you're crazy in real I'm life. I'm okay with that. Not but in real I, you life, know, but you are a nutcase. You are a fucking I'm okay with that. That's why you invite me into your world. I don't um, come. Always, <laughs> I want people to see Maria Renee for exactly who she is, not because of a diagnosis the, uh, the, that does of, not define you. Yes. Same thing with people who are so, in the LGBT community. People will judge you based on that, but that's not who you are. That does not define you. Or people who have different illnesses like HIV or cancer, you don't want to be defined by a thing mm-hmm. that makes a small thing that makes up the whole piece of you, which would be a diagnosis of mental illness. I completely understand. Yeah. Um, so I'm not ashamed of it. Don't get that twisted. I'm okay. not embarrassed by it. None of that. Thank you for clarifying. Um, I just choose not to disclose it because that's not, it's a part of me, but it's not who I am. Right. So, and that's what I'm dealing with and looking in the mirror every day to tell myself that. Yeah. So, I think that, um, well, actually, just to kind of piggyback on what we were talking about real quick. So, Dr. Monica Williams, she's a psychologist. She was doing a study. And I got this from Psychology Today. And she did a, she was interviewing a, a, a brown man. He says that I was just embarrassed. He basically, she's asking why you never said anything about how you're feeling or why you never sought help for your in- mental illness. And she says that he said that I was just embarrassed. Getting this type of help has and continues to be like a sore thumb in the African-American community. Unfortunately, I don't have insurance. So my fear was that if I sought help, it would not be good because I couldn't afford it. So, first of all, two issues. First of all, he he talks about it kind of being a stigma. He talks about that stigmatic piece of it. And he also talks about not being able to afford it because he didn't have appropriate health care. Well, which, that's the that's the thing that we also need to understand. Um, while Trump's trying to erase fucking Obamacare so he can call it Trump care. He's such a fucking idiot, but whatever. But mental illness is not, a, is not a fee anymore. Even if you got Medicaid or no insurance at all, it's, a, it's, it's open to you. It doesn't cost. How so? Um, well, when I first started, I didn't have like, I only had Medicaid. Mm, Medicaid pays for everything. And it was actually free. Like all of my sessions with my therapist was free. It wasn't free. It's just that Medicaid paid for it. Well, Medicaid paid for it, but it's also programs that if you really like just crash, they'll just help you. Yeah. Without insurance though. We... That's something that we really should have looked into while doing this episode where people can find these different resources, but that is something we can come back with. Yeah. Because um, I did not look into that unless you guys know of any, but that's a great point that there mm-hmm. are programs that will help you. You got to research them and we will get you some of and those that's resources. Thing we don't read. So, yeah. that, like <laughs> Jenna said earlier, if you want to hide something from we us, don't. put it in a book. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, Okay, then a lot of people don't want to go to get therapy because of microaggressions. Um, microaggressions. So, for example, 
So let's just say this. So less than 2% of uh, the APA, American Psychological Association members, are African-American. And some worry that mental health care practitioners are not culturally competent enough to treat their specific issues. This is compounded by the fact that some African-American patients have reported experiencing racism and microaggression from therapists. Now, you said that your Dr. Christian is a white woman, but you've never experienced any kind of cultural all, incompetence from her. I, the the thing with that article, that way may be very well may be true to a certain extent, but let's be honest. We don't like nobody telling us whether they brown, Caucasian, Latino about ourselves in no shape or form. Yeah. So you ha- you have to be willing to even hear the hard truth about yourself. And nine times out of ten, don't nobody want to do that. Everybody want to play victim. Mm-hmm. That when you get to that point where you literally have crashed, it ain't even about a victim no more. It's it's sink to swim. Either you gonna die or you gonna live. Yeah. Jayla Reeves, so yeah. that comes from the the foundation part of people not having self-acceptance of there being a problem. So mm-hmm. if we can identify that there is a problem and we are um, accepting that there is a problem, then we are going to seek help. Yeah. Because it doesn't I've, matter who it's from. Yeah. Because right. I've told people, I say, well, let's, you know, let's go to counseling. Well, they come up with every excuse in the book. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. I don't need it. But I'm kind of like me in the I gym. got church. <laughs> I got my family. I, I got to take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. The kids got this, that, and the third. And I say, well, you know, it's things you, we can work Your around. Your fat ass make time to eat, don't you? And Man. cook all this fat in the food. Okay. You better find some time and to go, go to the goddamn therapist. And go and pick up specific ingredients to make, make a spe- this, <laughs> special dish. Make this dish. big spread. You got, it's a mirror. When you go and sit before <laughs> these people, there is literally a mirror that is being put in front of you. And it's yourself. How many people can actually look in the mirror and actually accept every flaw and every insecurity and every all the things that is not right with you? And it's it's literally put in your face. You can't deny that. That's just what and everybody everybody is not equipped. You literally do have to hit rock bottom because what's finna what's finna be told to you, you can't deny it. Yes. You can't deny it. It's no yes. denying it. It ain't no excuses for it. It's cut and dry. It's Black and white, there is no gray. So how many people can actually authentically be that? It's not many. So I will admit, because several months ago when I was still not employed gainfully, um, I did have my Medicaid and I had a therapist. And my therapist was a white lady from the Bronx Actually, wonderful lady. I enjoyed her. I appreciated her. But I did have the conversation with her up front. I said, listen, you don't know my story because you've not walked in my shoes. I said, you might be able to understand the plight of a woman because you are a woman. So I understand that women have a difficult time in America as well um, because they're discounted often. And often, and because I was raised by a single woman, I think women are amazing. I even talked about Dr. Rose. I've talked about Maxine Waters. I've talked about a lot of women. And I think women are amazing. Um, amazing creatures capable of doing the same thing men are, and they should be paid the same wages, if not more. Um, but I told her that you can't understand my my plight as as an uh, SMS. Um, did I say that right? An LGBT member. Let's put because I think I used the wrong acronym. 
But it's yeah, sadomasochism. Am I trying to say I like sexual deviants? Anyway, um, you can understand my my ex, my experience as a, a member of the LGBT community, and then you can understand my plight as a brown man. So I don't know that this is going to work out. And the therapy sessions for me were lackluster because she didn't take notes. So every time I went to this therapy session, I'd have to write, I have to go back over my story again. Like I told you my whole story um, from where I felt like my problems began when I lost my job and this happened at a relationship. And then I don't, she didn't take notes. So it was kind of like I would come into the session having to kind of revisit some things and I felt like when I said something, she would catch on to something like, oh, you know, maybe you should try doing that. It was almost like she was trying to find out, figure out ways to make me help myself instead of her giving me the advice I needed. And oh, I you got to like keep it. researching. Though. Yeah. You got to pick, yeah. you got to find I didn't like, I didn't works. like that. So I just stopped going. I'm like, I, I'm not coming back. I said, thank you, but I, I won't be coming back. Unfortunately, mine was just amazing from the start. I, uh, unfortunately or fortunately? Fortunately, not unfortunately. Fortunately, <laughs> she was, I mean, first session, I was just like, Balling and it was all built and it just flowed. Every session flowed. She pulled it out of me. She challenged me. She just, it just worked. Did she make me mad? I had homework and I had to research and, um, yeah, we got into it a lot. A lot of times I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not even finna go off into that. We're not finna talk about this at all. And I do mean like ever. And she was like, yeah, mm hmm. Okay, you need a moment. I'll give you that, and then we'll come back to it. But that, for sure, will be talked about. Because that's the thing that needs to be talked about. That's the Boom. thing you're trying because to keep. Because of how defensive right. you were about mm-hmm. it. I mean, what, like, yeah. I mean, when I say chopping her ass up, I was chop, blow for blow, word for word. What, what, didn't I fucking tell you? We not finna talk about Like, and she probably, what don't you understand? She, like, like, she, she probably like, bitch, um, right. She's like, bitch, we are bitch, gonna talk we about are it. fucking talking about it. And then she just was like, well, you don't want to, so what am I here for? So it seems Since like you, you got all the answers moment. and you know what you're doing, what? That's why you're here talking to me. What? You can fucking leave. I'll just build you up to this point. You know, it was, I mean, like, she just had to become like a whole different sister. Like, I got mine. Right. <laughs> I'm good. You you she on had, this side. She right. had to do that because look at how you were coming at her. So that's why I say, yeah. you know, when, when people tell me, well, they don't You're know. You're being my an angry str- black woman. <laughs> they don't know my struggle and they black, but if they're going to come down to where you are because they should, you got to be taught that way. You cannot go into a session thinking that you're going to have the same person every time they come into your session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That um, that's mean you're not a good doctor. And you know what? What you said about her taking it back to the root, and you said something about the root cause. Because my thing is, the the, a lot of people that I've seen, because I think I've seen three therapists. There were two for relationship therapy that I went to with my ex, and then the one that I went to after I lost my job and I was trying to rehabilitate my mental state. Um, I think they were all solution oriented. They were more so focused on, okay, here's the issue. Let's just figure out how to fix it. I need somebody who wants to go back to because I got some shit that's you been built up. You have to go back from. from I believe the very you have beginning. to go back, and there, this is people that you you have to go back and really because mm-hmm. it's build. leading up to the present. Yeah, yeah it's leading up to we the present because you from, have to undo some shit that's happened back here, yeah. and unlock some stuff that's happened here. And it wasn't even just about every session; just wasn't even about me. We had to talk about my parents. We had to talk about my siblings. We had to talk about relationships. We had to talking about uh, business wise. Like it all had to tie in because I'm the center of all of it. So we had to start from when I was a little kid. 
how the home life was, how my my vision of each parent was. How did they parent? Did she take notes? Yeah, she took notes. See? She yeah, took notes. See? She, <laughs> she See? definitely took notes. That's what I'm talking my, about. My mom came on one of my sessions. I don't know if, if you know, my mama was just like, ah, oh, this ain't for me. Or, See, black you know, people, yeah. brown people be like, oh, I got my God and... And and now my mom like, well maybe I should. Why do you, you know? why you don't think God has these therapists here to help you? God ain't gonna talk I to you. I said that. God he gotta talk to you, but he ain't about to sit up here and be your therapist every Thursday. You now you can pray and meditate, and I do think that's one thing that's important. But really, yeah, because I th- I do believe all of my siblings we all went to therapy after in our own right. Um, I wanted to do family counseling, of course, that would have been dope. But each mm-hmm. of us individually did go go have some type of uh, counseling. See, yeah. I, I and this and this is all based on your dad passing away. This is where mm-hmm. thing that's the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. for you. For all of us, I think um, we all say a piece of us left when he did. So our our and and I tell people if you ever lost a parent or a child, your reality is not the same either. Right. So we had to start from where we was and just work into now. I think something important that I just realized was because I, I've never been to a therapist. It's something that I want to do. And I've spent a lot of time trying to find a brown therapist. Um, I found a lot, some that didn't accept my insurance. And then recently I found one that does accept my insurance that I have. Um, but it's been very hard to keep to be in contact with her. And even when she's like set a time that she going to call me, do you think she called me? No. No. And then... Did she message me or say that she, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry. I know I was supposed to call you at this time. No. So I had to reach out to her after being pushed by him to do it a little bit. And then she called me when I was asleep at like 1030 at night. And that just doesn't sit well with me. I never Um, even thought of Brown. I just knew I needed to. I mean, you get to that point, you ain't thinking about Brown, Latino, white. You just needed. You need either y'all going to put Mm -hmm. me down. Or listen, some yeah. stuff about to pop off. Some yeah. got to shake. Well, now. that's what I just <laughs> realized was because I've been looking for a brown person on the simple thing about well, they'll be under this, they'll be able to understand that part of me. Mm-hmm. But just because they're brown doesn't mean they're going to be able to. Mm-hmm. Just like another gay person might not be able to understand where I'm coming from. Right. Um, it doesn't. You gay? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even. Did you not hear the name Brandon Stallion? Oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you but, say he um, does this 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 hand clasp. So. I know my little hand clasp. <laughs> <laughs> it's certain us. characteristics. But but okay. you right. So a brown person, a brown therapist, may not necessarily understand. Either. Right. Because then again, that goes back to brown owned businesses and mm-hmm. the way they operate. That's a whole other part. We talked right. about that before. But yeah. they might not have the same viewpoint as me. They might not have lived the same brown life that I have. They may be so religious that they can't understand why you're gay anyway. Right. So <laughs> I'm looking for something that might not even be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy we're having this conversation because now I'm just going to look for someone that is. I still want to support my community. I do want to, if I found that one brown person who was a therapist that I could could get the help from um you know dr rose being one of them um, um even her her book is for she's a really busy woman but she's amazing um i think that i would still want to give my business to a brown person it don't even matter to me i'm not at that point where you are anymore <laughs> it don't even, it don't even. 
It don't even matter. I was actually not. I'm not even. I was. Uh, I did get to the point where you were. Well, I just need some help, and that's when I went to go find the therapist I was at that didn't take notes and didn't take me back to where I needed to go to to find, to break up that fallow ground, if you will. But um, so okay, let me go back to this microaggressions real quick. So, like I said, a lot of people don't want to go to non-brown therapists because of some things like this. So here's some things that a therapist, here are a couple of things that a therapist might say that would cause you to feel uncomfortable going to a brown person. So here we go. This one says, well, let's hope you weren't treated that way due to racism. What are some other possible explanations? Now, what do you think that could do? That's a microaggression. What do you think that particular microaggression could do to you? You're going to dismiss my viewpoint. You're going to dismiss what I'm telling you by telling me it didn't happen because of racism when racism is alive every single day. That's right. right. The article I read on this says that this dismissal fails to acknowledge the reality of racial discrimination as a problem in our society. It tells the client that the discussion of racism will not be heard and racism is not a valid explanation of mistreatment. And that very well could be the issue that could be the issue because that could also stem once again come coming from generational curses because our ancestors dealt with racism and you know like you said earlier the uh post-traumatic slave syndrome so a lot of that stuff carries over because if our ancestors didn't deal with it when they were alive it's gonna come down to us so that's right that's definitely because they taught us and they teaching us out of they're teaching us out of a broken place and so we become broken too. Right. Just by virtue of we do. Here's another microaggression. Well, I don't usually do this, but I can waive your fees if you can't afford to pay for counseling. And that sounds like it's really nice. That sounds really cool, right? But what could be wrong with that? What could be an issue with that? I don't usually do this, but I can waive your fees if you can't afford to pay for counseling. Oh, but because you're black, you know, I highly doubt that you're going to pay anyway. So I'm going to just waive your fees anyway. Very close. This is an example of dysfunctional helping. It's basically patronizing the client. It sends a message that the, th- that the therapist believes that the client and all members of his or her ethno-racial group are poor and in, no, in, and in need of handouts. So uh, certainly there are cases where fee reduction is helpful and even essential, but uh, this should be based on income and need, but not race, because otherwise that could be considered inappropriate. How about this one? I'm sure you can cope with this problem as a strong black woman, Maria Renee. So, you know, you got this problem, but you're a strong black woman. I'm sure that you can cope with this problem. What is that saying to the client? Does it sound flattering, though? Maybe, maybe it is flattering. Does, mm-hmm. Would that flatter you? Mm. If, if Dr. Christian said that to you, would that make you feel good? It depends on the content of what she's saying it in. If we just talked about something that I know was so you she talking about that the I, grief that you have with your dad. Your dad's you the grief you got with your dad. She's trying to encourage and motivate you. I'm sure you can cope with this problem as a strong black woman. Well, I feel like that the okay, terminology of a, black doesn't need to be put in there. But just because that you're a strong woman or you're strong as a person, period, you're going to get through it. It doesn't have to be because you're black or because you're a black woman. Again, just it depends because, on the content of but, how she's. Was saying it. It goes back to kind of like saying, "Oh, brush it off" to the children. It's almost like, "Oh, yeah." It's like a a positive affirmation in that time, but what is it doing to the to the mind in that moment? Oh, you can deal with that as a strong black woman, but it's like, of course I fucking can. But I feel the type of way right now. I don't want to hear. I can deal with that. I want to hear something else. Again, that's what I'm saying. It depends on what we're talking about. The if context, if we're yeah. talking about 
cornbread and caviar, and and we got this like amazing guest coming on, and um, you know, and she just give you a strong, proud black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she, likely she, she's going to be a brown person too. This is, but this is from the perspective of a white person who is a therapist saying this to a brown African descendant. Person. Again, it depends on the content. If Dr. Christian told me that, and she, and I, I but you felt trust that her she now, was, but yeah. you trust her, and, it, and it, it I felt is. that yeah. she was sincere, and yeah. she really wanted me to understand of who I, who I am, and because the at the end of the day, I am a brown, a black woman. Yeah, and are. I am strong. So if she was affirming that, then. You strong? Yes. That's arm wrestles. You got strong. You no burliness. I won't. Wow. <laughs> you have a burly vagina. Thank you very much. Okay. So this, but this one was really saying is although potentially flattering, saying that you can cope with this as a strong black woman, this form of idealization overestimates desirable qualities and underestimates limitations. Mm-hmm. A black woman may be left feeling that she now has to live up to the therapist's expectation to be strong and therefore cannot be free to share her weaknesses and vulnerabilities, thereby leaving those weaknesses and vulnerabilities unhandled. Right. So, in fact, the strong black woman archetype keeps many of us um, working multiple jobs, overcommitted to family responsibilities and constantly in motion, resulting in problems like high blood pressure, binge eating disorder and absolutely no time for ourselves. And when we have no time for ourselves, therapy is the first thing that goes, because if I'm looking at everything I'm doing. I'm going to get rid of therapy because that's something I really don't need, but I do need to work these three, four jobs to provide for my kids. And I need to eat quickly because I have to go from this job to that job to that job. And I got to go home and take care of my kids. So I'm going to eat fast food. I'm going to eat it very quickly. I'm going to overeat, which automatically becomes a binge. And then I'm unhealthy, high blood pressure, diabetes, overweight, blah, 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 blah. That also contributes to mental health. If your gut health is not up to par, Mm -hmm. that messes with your cognitive Mm -hmm. dissonance and everything else. So it's important to eat healthy and drink a lot of water as well. Eat clean. I have yeah. eaten badly this week. I've eaten mostly clean, but I've had a steak this week. Because at work is so hard because they be cooking and frying up chicken and fish and steaks and stuff. Just getting this. I'm like, Lord, just leave me alone. But <laughs> that's why I, I can decide not to. I can decide not to do it. Right. But I have, I have been good prior to this week, and I'm going to be good going into next week. But, you know, every now and again, I will have a steak. I do like my steak. Um, here's another microaggression. <laughs> Well, actually, there are no more microaggressions. I'm sorry. I have to have one more, but I don't. But I do want to say that we got to think about why would a white therapist say this to a brown person? So the therapist, first of all, is still a human, mm-hmm. and they still belong to a particular social uh, culture, white folks, if they're white, whatever. So it's, an uncon- it's like unconsciously. They're doing it unconsciously. They think that they're helping, but they really are not. But then you got to also think about it. They're mental health professionals, so they're going to automatically think, I'm knowledgeable, I have education, I have credentials, as you talked about credentials earlier, and so I know what I'm doing, so there's no way I could possibly be hurting this person. But you can teach your therapist, too. You can. Some stuff therapists, that... first of all, need therapy, because if I'm dealing yeah. with all your bags from all these multiple people, <laughs> I need a therapist, too. You know, yeah, I definitely. need a therapist, too. But it was certain stuff I would say to her, and she'd be like, oh, well, you just taught me, wow, I didn't think of it that way, or I didn't, so, you know. Your therapist sounds like one in a million. Yeah, that's Bay. <laughs> she does uh, who? Christian. That's Christian. Just that's, that's Bay. Okay. I, was I might take her number because I do need to go back. I'll be and I'll be open about this. It doesn't make me feel crazy. I need to go back to therapy because I am still, for example, um, I I might have a little PTSD. I don't know what it is. I know maybe a little depression sprinkled up in there. But I know I was driving by the headquarters of my former 
and this is gonna sound fucking crazy because I'm about to paint this picture to make it sound mm-hmm. like it is. Don't even don't even say all of that because that's part of the problem is that we always preface it with, "Oh, this sounds crazy." We gonna give it a framing. Let me not frame it. Let me just say it. I already said it, but whatever. Let me just say it. I'm driving by my former employer, the headquarters, on my way to an award ceremony for my current employer because I was being honored for outstanding performance as a supervisor. And I've only been in this job since January the 2nd. That's a very positive. Thank you very much. I'm not congratulating him because that's what he do. No, that's what he's supposed to do. But the way he's painting it is like, I I, I lost this job and I'm on my way. She got it. Y'all just be just You is a hater. Because I'm going to clap it up for you too. You need more therapy. You need some more therapy. Maria Renee, you need some therapy about support. This is what he do. Maria Renee. But he get a mini award. He still needs to be celebrated for it, but we only let him finish I think Jayla understood what I was saying. I'm driving by the old, crying about, I literally started crying, crying about the old because of what happened there. And I'm on my way to be celebrated by the new. Mm. You know, that was, that's deep. That's a deep seated something because I'm looking at this like, wow, I remember I used to drive there in the mornings and, and I'll start thinking about all the money I was making and I'm thinking about the money I ain't making. So I start, it's that we, we are so focused on, such negative things. Mm-hmm. You was in a trance. I was in a trance for a minute. I just started crying because I'm like, man, I'm driving by the old, crying over what they've done, and I'm on my way to be celebrated by the new. That's crazy. Just that, gotta show gratitude. Just gotta show gratitude. Be grateful for it. I'm like, and originally I was like, man, so I mean, you wasn't shouting. No. <laughs> oh. No. I was grateful for receiving some recognition, but I was also. Driving and thinking about because this building is right in front of me. I'm on the highway driving. This building is right in front of me, where I used to be a part of the family, used to be a part of, and being. I'm like, man, and I'm going off, veering off to the right to go to the other place to be celebrated. I'm like, dang, it, it, it was just a. But that's just as you know, there's something still there that I have mm-hmm. to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that that that's why I know me personally. I still need therapy, and I need to find that therapist who gonna help me undig and uncover the stuff from the past. And and I th- I feel like I can do a reasonably good job at it myself, but I'm me, so I'm not gonna point out the things that somebody else might see. Mm-hmm. Like y'all might tell me, Ramon, you are such an asshole, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I just love y'all hard. That's all it is. But really, I might be an <laughs> asshole, right? So it's like what people calling me mean. I had to step back, and I'm like, am I really mean? They like, yeah, you you can be mean. People mm-hmm. tell me that too. I just tell people they're sensitive. I'm not being mean. You're being sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> See, but that bad. goes back to you sweeping mm-hmm. it under the rug. Like, am I? I'm really mean. Like, how am I mean? You know. But see, the thing is, and a lot of us are mean, or we have our resting bitch faces, and people think that you're mean because we we that's our defense mechanism. A lot of brown people, a lot of people in general, but I'm speaking about brown people in particular. We have those RBFs, the resting bitch face. Because if your face is not no, there's no emotion there. It's just a resting face. You look really mean. Yeah. And not you, but just us in general, that's our defense mechanism. Because we put that face up, it says, um, and I think that's honestly an adaptational trait. I think that, is that adaptational word? Anyway, that's an adaptation, an adaptational trait where we had to adapt to appearing mean so people would not be as willing to approach us. Other races, they don't have that. A lot of other races, their face is at rest, but they look really happy and really friendly. Yeah. Right? So that then we they will be looked at as mean. I know I have an RBF like a motherfucker. When I don't when I'm not putting emotion in my face, I look like a mean, mean person. And I think that comes from us sometimes like detaching ourselves from our emotions because I have a tendency to do that. They'd be like, What's wrong? And I'd be like, What are you talking about? You know, straight straightest face ever. Like, what are you 
what like, what do you mean? mean? Nothing, nothing's, nothing's wrong. wrong. I'm Are just, you sure? I'm, yeah, I'm sure. What I'm minding my business. Like, I'm, like, I'm in the happiest place in my head, but my outside is protecting me from your bullshit. That's right. how I look at it. Like, or your outside is showing how you actually are feeling on the inside. Then you, you pushed it to the side. The subconscious of how right, you feel. The subconscious. You, you actually feel you're in a bad mood and your body language and everything is expressing that. But in your head, you're like, well, I'm going to tell these people because I don't feel like them asking me what's wrong with me when that's part of the problem. You or your body's that. reacting to you subconsciously. Instead, mm-hmm. and then you, yeah. you know, it's in your sub, in your conscious level, you happy as hell. But subconsciously, you fuck. There was this really interesting, actually, a very, and I want, meant to research it. I was watching this show. It was. Grey's Anatomy. I love Grey's Anatomy. And uh, Dr. Owen Hunt, one of the doctors, I think it's Owen Hunt or Owen Wilson. No, it's Owen Hunt. He was having some psychological, emotional trauma, and something happened to him in his childhood. And he went to a therapist, and the therapist was like, well, you don't have to talk to me about it. Let's just do this exercise. It was some kind of therapy where the body tells what's happening. The body remembers. The body remembers the trauma. So... He made him hold out his arm in front of him like this laterally, and then he would ask him a question. And then if if the answer was no, he would push on his arm. And if his arm didn't go down, then it was like, okay, yeah. But then if he asked him a question, he said no, and he pushed on his arm, his arm would fall down. That was the body's way of saying, yeah, this is true. This actually happened. I think that might be a legitimate thing. <laughs> I have not looked into it or researched it, but that's like serious. Like you can, your body's telling what the issue is. I'm going to look into that because that sounds really, really dope. Yeah, if, it does. Yeah, because your body does tell what's happening. It, it manifests, the trauma you experience psychologically will manifest in your body. And that's important. Um, so anyway, I think that this is important for us to understand that like mental health is important mm-hmm. and um, we need to be open to it. Not think that it's about being crazy. Um, um, this is a community like we need to be and like even what you're saying, you've been through therapy and you've enjoyed learning about yourself and being Freed of some of the baggage you had, I guess. I advise everybody to do it. I do too. I don't too. think you should go in this life without it. I agree. I think we all need a mental check. Like you get a, a physical checkup. As soon as they can get of age where they can start talking and expressing themselves, they should go as well. I think that if you are not experiencing any trauma or have had experienced any trauma, maybe you should go get a checkup. And as often as you get a, a pap smear or mm-hmm. get your breast smashed to look for cancer, you should go and get a health checkup, a mental health checkup. This I have is an important. issue with the way our, our African-American women talk to our boys. What you mean? I don't like that way that we talk to the boys, our young men. Like, if you're a, if you're a mother with sons and the, your tone sets the way he's going to view another female. Right. So if you motherfucker this and nigga get your stupid ass this and he's oh, going to yeah. start They think that's being tough. It. I think that's tough love. But it's not. It's toxic, abusive love. Mm-hmm. It's not. I would rec- I would actually say just our whole African-American community is a general, in general, based on post-traumatic uh, slave syndrome, based on our com- conversation here and me not being a, clinic- a clinician of any kind, um, I would say that I think that the whole body of African-American people have mental illness that mm-hmm. needs to be addressed. And don't let them go off to... On on top of us being born with it, now you got to go to people going off to serve in the military. 
You giving them guns, then they come back you with know, PTSD and on top of their PTSS and yes, all. Absolutely. Yeah, that they post traumatic slave syndrome with their PTSD and blah blah. It's like and wow, they're going to jail and they're not being rehabilitated. They're literally just there, and it's making it worse. They create jobs for high paying jobs for some white folks and some some brown folks and other mm-hmm. folks, other people. Um, but them, their presence there creates high paying jobs. Wardens make good money. So, mm-hmm. so um, they still getting paid off the black people, right? And then that's a that's a legal form of slavery. Once you're in jail, that is a legal form of slavery. It's in the Constitution. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's a legal form of slavery. Thirteenth Amendment. Um, so let's talk about some really cool ways that we can potentially improve and enhance our mental health. Um, James, can you tell us some of these things? I sure can. Y'all ready to get up in this gig? <laughs> what? Y'all ready to get that, up in this gig? Is that, oh, okay. Is that, what is that? Do you, are you familiar with that one? Or that, are you ready to hear what's going to yes. come out of my mouth? Yeah. Perfect. You know I'm old. I don't know. Do you know what that means, Marie Renee? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you young too. Okay. I guess yeah. I'm just talking old ass in here. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Let's get it started. So number one, do not neglect your mental health. Take ownership of how you feel. And if you feel badly more than you feel good, there's an issue and you need to address it. Yes. Yes. Don't let that shit just linger. Mm-hmm. Do not let it linger. Never. Number two, stop putting yourself down. Everything can't be your fault. You can't always be too little of this, not smart enough for that, too fat, too skinny, etc. Learn that you are enough. And it starts with yourself. You have to believe that you're enough before anybody else. You shouldn't need that validation from anybody to know that you're enough. Mm-hmm. Number three, get some sticky notes, write positive affirmations on them, and stick them all around the house on mirrors. Absorb them. It's so easy to absorb negative shit. Learn to absorb positivity, especially as it relates to yourself. Amen. Number four, it's time to get rid of toxic people in your world. Yes. Amen. That's harsh. Said and done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, God. Is that it? Was a t- yes. And... I had this conversation with my therapist all the time. Like, um, I don't feel motivated in my circle. Mm, you need to change. Oh, I feel the same way. You need to redraw your circle. And that's everybody like, well, you got to. But that's, again, that's more easier said than done because these oh. are people that you've literally been around like your entire life. So that's where you being uncomfortable comes from. Uh-uh, because I, don't I think was. So. You don't think so? Mm-mm. No, it well, is. Fin- finish your point. Do you tell why you disagree? What's your point? I, because I was once in that that spot, and I'm like, yeah, it's not working. You know, the people that I'm used to hanging out with, I've been, you know, hanging with them tough. These my dogs, but they don't see the vision how I see my vision. Mm-hmm. And if I could come to you because you're my dog, and I want you to go to the top with me, if you can't see the top from where we're at. I'm going to have to separate myself from you because... Because of where we are right now is the top for you then. Okay. Yeah. I just can't. I, I got to go. Yeah. So in your sense, you don't feel motivated. Go and surround yourself with people that are where you want to be or where you want to go. Yeah. And So that way you can get motivated. I agree. James, what were you going to say to counter that? Well, that's the hard part is finding those people sometimes. Or those people might not be always available for you to be around so that you can feel that feeling. 
So it's like, we're all busy. We're all trying to get our shit together. And it's like, well, sometimes you just need to sit and chill with someone that feels like coming here and talking. Mm -hmm. This makes me feel motivated. Mm -hmm. Um, The good conversations that we have in here, that makes me feel motivated. But this might not happen often, you know. So if I have to go back to my friends who I love very much, but they're not on the same wavelength as me. When you get around them, it's just kind of like, why am I here? Why am I wasting my time? Right. Why, why am I here? Um, and it's as an adult, I find that it's harder to make friends because even if I'm uncomfortable, but I'm putting myself in an uncomfortable position to make new friends, a lot of adults think that the people that they've carried with them since elementary school, them are them road, they're road dogs. And they don't want to, no new friends, no new friends. We're not letting anybody in the circle. And it's like, but I could be better for you than those people. Yeah. Or I could teach you something differently than those people. Yeah, I can agree But not with a lot of people are open to that. Right. So it makes it difficult. So I could be doing all the work that, you know, I can do to try to make those new friends. But the only rebuttal people have is, well, you need to work harder. Right. Well, what about when it comes to a two-person thing? What about someone else meeting me halfway? Right. I can't do all the work. Yeah, you can't. That's true. That's, so, yeah, I agree with you. How yeah, so that's where I'm coming from when I say, where, like, I get it because yeah. I don't feel like my friends motivate me in that sense. Like, when I launched my blog, do you think a single one of them congratulated me for it? No. And then when I told them that I felt some type of way about it, oh, I'm sorry. But still, no, like, congratulate. Like, I'm telling you how I need to be communicated with in this moment. Like, I want you to celebrate me when I'm doing something good, but you don't do that. Right. This is exactly why we're not on the same wavelength anymore, you know? So. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I understand agree. that. Yeah, I understand. I, I mean, I've detoxified my world a while ago, and I tend to be... I tend to be really exclusive with my time. I don't see a lot of people often. It's just what I, I don't know why I'm like that. I just don't. I don't see a lot of people often. If people request my audience, then I'll come. I'll be there. I'll make make time for people. But typically, my day-to-day, I'm pretty much by myself or it might be one or two people I might see regularly, but typically, I'm by myself. And I stay to myself because I'm typically, I'm thinking planning, plotting how to get to that next level, and I'm creating brilliance in my mind. And so I'm constantly with me and my dog, mostly. Obviously, Blue's always with me, but trying to figure out you know, how to get to that next level. But if people want to see me, I will make time for them, but I'm typically by myself. And I also do not allow people around me who are engaged in foolishness and mayhem. If you are a person who sells... uh, crack and heroin whatever stuff you might do that could get me shot you're not welcome and you don't even know where where i live i don't want you nowhere near me if you are stuck and stagnant and complacent i don't want you near me because i can't have people around me because i would struggle with procrastinate i struggle with procrastination i can't have people around me that are procrastinators because to me that's also part of mental illness because you are you're not confident in who you are so you instead of just Owning that and say, let me learn more about this. You procrastinate until you just procrastinate yourself into sitting back for 30, 40, 50 years. You never did a goddamn thing that you should have done. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's Absolutely. okay. Go ahead. All right. So, number five, and this is a great one, guys. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Okay. Learn how to say no. Yeah, that is a good one. No. That is a very Whether good it's one. fuck no, fuck no, bitch. You got me fucked up, no, bitch. However you want to say it. The saying no. no is not a bad thing. It's not. No. It's not at all. I think I'm pretty good at saying no myself. I think I'm damn good mm-hmm. at it now. I'm still getting there. Still get, yeah, definitely. I've yeah. gotten better for sure, but I'm still getting there. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind. Like I will say no, 
And I'll keep a straight face And I'll just look at you And wait Because most people When you say A lot of people just feel bad When they say no And it's like But see me You ask me something I'll just say no And I'll just look right at you No And don't care about saying And I'll let the awkward silence Sit there <laughs> No Simple I usually say it in a asshole way But I don't I don't mean no harm <laughs> But you say it in an asshole way <laughs> He do say it just like that too. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. I don't know where it came from, yeah. but I mean, I think especially with the stuff I've gone through, this no, my no is my power because people oh, ask absolutely. you to do so many things. Hey, come and check out this seminar. Um, I do like this. This person I knew from my past wanted me to come check out this seminar for this multi level marketing thing, and da 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 da. I said, well, I'm very busy. I have a podcast that I'm constantly doing research and writing shows for. I work 12, 13 hours a day. I have to get in my me time, and I have a dog. And I have some friends that I see, so no. (laughs) And I said it just like that. And she kind of looked at me like, tilted her head, and I was like, I just let the silence sit there. And she said, okay, well, you missed out on a good opportunity, I said. Well, if it's good, and if it's, I, for you. And it's for me, it'll come back to me. And then since you're doing it now, let me see how you're doing it in a couple of years, a year from now, two years from now. And if you're still doing it, then I'll take a look at it. Mm-hmm. I said it to a lot of people who asked me to come do and see this stuff. And I don't mind. I appreciate it. But honestly, I'm not about to spend $500 to buy into this. I did that for the last time with something that I'm involved in now. And it had been involved for like over a year. But that's when I was like desperate to try to make money. I was like, I just want to make some money. Let me just do this. I'm not doing it anymore. If it ain't my business, I don't need to be involved in it. Not for for real. No. Okay. So no. Amen. So no is good. Yes, it is. So number six, take a break from social media sometimes. Yes. When you're experiencing depression or other mental health challenges, sometimes seeing what others are doing or what people may be fake doing can make you compare yourself to them and make you feel like shit. So I've done this before. Actually, it was last summer or the summer before i actually took like a three month break from social media that's a long time i was kind of i'd be like a fiend that's where i lost the most of my temper at mm -hmm. like my uncle would literally stop at work and call and be like bp either log off take it down or delete it right now i'm not pleased with it at all that's not you you're better than that do it now Mm -hmm. because that social media had me going Dump ape shit Like I was like Oh I'm, Y'all got my address My phone number Pull up I p- Send me your address Give me your mm-hmm. phone number Like It was real like that I had to literally Detox and be like Okay She liked to pull out her guns And chase people Okay This is This is bow, just bow, bow. Just wanna internet. put that out there bow, bow, bow. It's not real You live in reality Leave social media To social media so. Yeah And there's nothing wrong With social media It's just about how you use it Yes but you I was constantly comparing myself To all of these people but I'm comparing Indeed. myself to what they decide to post. So yeah. they might be posting pictures from a vacation that they took three years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. I'm just, no, I'm looking at it like, damn, I really wish I was on a damn tropical island right now. Right. And then you see them in person and be like, hey, Bitch, you fat so. as hell. You was like 20 pounds right. lighter in this picture. On Instagram, so your Gucci G's look different than your reality Gucci G's. Like, I'm, and you know, I'm sitting here getting all torn up about Perfect. it. But exactly. <laughs> so my daddy called them pretenders. Right. The great pretenders. <laughs> and then, but that doesn't mean you can't paint a positive picture for social media because um, all your business doesn't need to go on social media. Mm. So 
just make sure that you're using it wisely. If you go on there and the moment you log on, you feel some type of way, then you need to just log right back the yep. fuck off. So, And I made that a, a public service announcement. I said my page is strictly about cornbread and caviar and Hamilton's 2020 and all things positive. Other than that, that's right. all you're going to get. It got up. Yep. Yep. Shut it out. All right. So we're almost done with this list. We're on number seven, meditation. It's powerful and it really works. Prayer is a form of meditation. It enhances focus, self-awareness, mm-hmm. brings about mental peace, and has poten- potential to improve heart health. Number eight, get physical. And this don't mean... Let's get physical. Okay. Physical. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll be crazy. I was going to say get that. physical. Oh. Never mind. Okay. Oh. We done with that. But, um, wow. Y'all can't take my focus. I can't. Hater. Anyways... <laughs> So when we say get physical, we don't mean just go to every Detroit public school and be whooping ass at the, you know. <laughs> like Shar. Like Shar, that's exactly what I was saying. Just because um, Sharkeisha took your man, you don't need to go beat her ass. Um, and then, you know, doesn't necessarily mean sex, although sex can be cardio as well. Um, but do some type of health-affirming physical activity. So whether it's go to the gym, shout out to Planet Fitness. Going for a long walk with your dog, shout out to Blue, being with your friends, or even alone with your music. Do whatever it is that's going to release endorphins. So it's endorphins are the feel-good hormone. Um, And last but not least, number nine, Ramon mentioned um, that when he is struggling with his negative emotions, he tends to do something positive for someone else. Studies show that this helps mitigate depression and feelings of loneliness, and it has proven to help regulate blood pressure. So, that is my naughty nine right there. Naughty How'd nine. How'd y'all like that gig? Yeah. Uh, I guess this I like is some new slang I need to get up on. Thank you, James. Mm-hmm. Amazing You're tips. Welcome. Appreciate that. Um, typically, at this point, I would say go to this website for mental health, but I will say that one of the websites we looked at uh, and researched for the show is mentalhealthamerica.net. That's a very good one. Um, Blackamericaweb.com is a great one. Psychology Today. All these websites that we do research on, some of it's just from our own personal experiences. Um, We always keep our sources, but if you need some help, definitely reach out and ask somebody. Go to your doctor, go to these websites I just named, there's got to be and there's sure go there's resources. Urgent care. Yes, go you can. Go to the emergency. Yeah, and if I, you snap and you know you're about to kill yeah. a motherfucker mm-hmm. or a they're bitch. not going to turn you away. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt that they bill you if you don't have insurance. Because um, it's all type of resources. Because they, they can still help get with some that. money. This is the yeah. sort of government. It's nonprofit some money. organizations that help with that. So whatever you got to do, just do. There's it. even web based. There's a um a site called Talkspace. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like virtual therapy sessions. You can text, you can web chat with someone, but there's always someone available to talk to. More well, importantly, our youth are are killing themselves at an at an alarming rate. There's a young mm-hmm. man that's LGBT. He killed himself. Yeah, Nigel Shelby. Nigel yes. Shelby because he's Speak LGBT. Mm-hmm. He and he was getting bullied. And how the how are the adults allowing this to happen? I get adults are not always around. But why are the adults... Kind of like what I said on... It's more so cyberbullying now. 
That is and a lot, yeah. the schools and the district but only still, got jurisdiction for cer- a certain. Yeah, but parents. Then now we got to talk to the parents. Why aren't you monitoring your child's social media? You should. When I have kids, I'll be logged on under their social media while they're all logged in. I want to see all the messages they send in real time. Why you sent a message? He might not have felt like he could have went to and his a parents. Lot of the parents don't know how to use. But that's that's not an excuse. Lack of knowledge I mean, is not I'm a fucking just, excuse. I'm the knowledge just, out there, I can fucking do a YouTube video right now about how to use Facebook and figure out how to I'm use Facebook saying. if I don't know. Mm-hmm. That Google. excuse no longer exists. For Google me. is open twenty four seven. It yeah. is, and you My can just type is. in what you need. There is and absolutely no excuse okay. <laughs> that parents need to be involved. And if your child's bullying, your child needs to get their ass beat. Don't be bullying nobody because don't forget that it just he a few. Could have been bullied by his parents. They could have been saying things. That, that could have been. Mm-hmm. And that's then, the part of the problem too. That is because you gay, I mean, you I, fag, this I know and that. a parent right now who who legit is struggling with the fact that her son is gay. I mean, send her to is, me. Let me have a talk with her. It's, bring her on the show. It's mm-hmm. real. It's, Can you bring her on the show? No, nah, I ain't gonna bring her on the show. Bring okay. her to bring. Can I talk to her? <laughs> she not like my immediate circle. Like she's somebody I work with. Well, she can't handle it. Just, I'll be happy to have a conversation with her. Sit down and talk to her because there are some things that I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm not playing, and I'm not gonna be rude to her. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna not be myself either. So I guess I'm kind of rude. But the thing about it is, she needs to understand with this mother who has this child. First of all, she's creating mental illness in her child because now the child has feelings of lack of acceptance. So he on top of that lack of acceptance, something's wrong with him. Now they got the PTSS. Now they got this other shit of now they're gonna. She's creating something. She's creating a perfect storm for which the child is not being validated at home. Everybody needs validation. They need that love and support. This child is gonna find an older man who's gonna take advantage and exploit him. Either he's gonna become a social commercial sex worker, end up with HIV or some other disease that he cannot cure because. She is not validating her son If that's the case I don't know Because I, I mean, talked to said, her I mean she said You know she love him She just She blame You know blame herself Is she, and is she married why, why do My mother tried that shit When I was When I <laughs> It's not about blaming yourself. You, you ain't did nothing wrong. Sexuality you is not a function <laughs> of sexuality is not a function of choice. It's a function of nature, mm-hmm. or is it nature versus? It's nature. It's it's a natural thing that occurs, and it's not a matter of something you did socially. It's just what happens. It's not something. Mm-hmm. That, let me tell you something. That that is, she can blame herself all she wants to, but when it comes to her sitting down being but a mother she- to that child, she needs to be a mother to that child, be loving to that child, and make sure that child knows that, that he is loved and accepted. Simple so as that. So did you agree with Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union taking their nine-year-old to Pride? Absolutely. I knew I wanted out. to suck dick when I was five. Wow. It don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. Jalen was like, Whoa. It does no, not I mean, matter. I, they, if that's how he feels yeah. and that's how he identifies, a nine-year-old, you can't tell me that a nine-year-old child can't express themselves because they're no, nine because it's, years it's old. No, a lot of people feel like that is just extremely too early. But it's none of their... For you... No, as a, as a parent, though, as a parent... Your nine-year-old come to you and tell you that I am gay, lesbian, or, or trans. It's, or, but it's not early, and they can't tell that little boy how he feels. I have woken up every single day of my life knowing that I liked boys. There was never a doubt in my mind that I didn't like boys. But how do you di- differentiate, between, from a parent's standpoint, between it being a fad and it actually being 
That's what it is. That's not up to them. Yeah. It's not up to you. It's not even it's a conversation. It's not up to you decide what I like want to do. If I come to you and I tell you that you need to call me Brandon the Stallion every day the rest of my life, that's what you need to do out of respect for me. Or Brandy. If I, if you Brandy. If I want to be... At if, nine, though? At nine yes. years old. Because you cannot come in Sandra and Joe house telling them to, to, to call you a different has name. That's, like, but that's where you? mental... That child has a because functioning are brain you? just like anybody else. Thank you. Their brain functions the exact same as us, yes. And what we do is we paint a picture for that nine-year-old child that you can't tell me how you feel on the inside. And now he's 25 years old on the streets being a, a sex worker because at nine years old, when he when he expressed his emotions to his parents, they said, you don't know what you're talking about. You're only nine years old. Or watch we this. cannot mm. tell a young child that they don't know what our t- just like a four-year-old, a four-year-old little girl, she walks into the house and she don't want to give her grandpa a hug. You better go give your grandpa a hug. She don't need to do shit. If she don't want to give him a hug, she don't need to give him a hug. So now what you're subconsciously teaching her is that when a man wants to touch on her, she needs to do it because a man wants to touch on her. That's not okay. He's very upset about this. He's very passionate. Because I am very well, passionate. I mean, well, watch this. Watch this. this. But watch this. Watch this. Why, now you maybe forget my watch this. Oh, what you end up creating is somebody who's in a long term marriage with kids who's actually gay. I've seen it time and time again. Mm-hmm. They're married to with, to a woman or someone of the opposite sex to create the social acceptable socially acceptable image, and but they're secretly gay. I've seen it. I have seen it. I know of men who are married with kids who actually have slept with men outside of their marriage. So y'all saying that at nine they know. Mm-hmm. Did you not know that you like boys at nine, sweetheart? True. And it's no different than me liking boys. I knew, I always knew that I, I, when I woke up, I didn't, I didn't look at a woman in her breast and was like, ooh, that looks so sexy. I looked at a man and was attracted to him. I was just this explaining is a, that. Yeah. I've been liking girls since I was in kindergarten. Right. And I... For a minute, I thought it was like something girls? wrong. Yeah, nobody told me nothing. You, and you gay? You like girls? Nobody told me nothing. You're a lesbian? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, shut up. I accept both of y'all. Mm. But go ahead. <laughs> I'm just being you. silly. But um, when when I finally like came to grips, like okay, like you really are attracted to women. It was hard for me to accept it because with me growing up in the church, all I ever known is woman and man. Mm. So, and that's all they accept. Yeah, and then when I told my mom, she like, oh, it's just a phase. Oh, it's just a phase. I'm like, no, I'm literally not sexually They're, attracted to That's men. a microaggression like the therapy. We talked about it earlier with the therapist. Mm-hmm. It's a microaggression. Yep, go ahead. I'm like, no, I literally, I'm sexually attracted to women. I love the anatomy of a woman. I don't like men. I like vulva. Yeah, and it's not, no, I was not touched. It's not any of that. Right. <laughs> right, it's just, I'm just. I'm breast. Yes, I love it all. <laughs> it's like I'm attracted to it. Well, look at and that. then even with, I want to piggyback off of what James said with the four-year-old little girl not wanting to hug her grandpa. If you see that with children, you need to dig deeper. Don't force the child. Did, the, did he touch you? What happened? Right. Boo? Why do you not want to hug your grandpa? That's that's my dad. So what is the issue? Because the same blood flows. So What's the you know it's it's a controversy there, mm-hmm. so yeah. it needs to be more. That does need to be yeah. Yeah, people need to pay more attention instead of like brushing it off. Oh, it's nothing wrong. I completely mm-hmm. agree. And yes, yes, Maria Renee, people know who they are. It's not it's nature. It's nature versus nurture. Nurture is your environment and what happens in your environment that affects your behavior. Nurture. No, I'm just is speaking from people because people. I know you are. Me. I know. You, yeah, I'm. Just, I'm just, Damn, that, they eight years. I wish I. 
in my house and they eight years old talk and they like girls. I mean, it's not happening. You know, I came out. It's when the I rules. Was... It's rules and regulations in my and that ain't happening. But mama, you had me out of wedlock. So what the fuck you talking about? Ooh. Right. The same Bible that you trying to condemn me with. Condemns your ass too Exactly And now what Let's not forget As I said a couple episodes ago It's still the religion That was given to us When we came here So what if we had A different religion But either way People try not to accept Gays are hated All across the world there's, I think it was it was a Venezuela. They were trying to kill this politician because he's gay. Seriously? Oh yeah, they're not playing. I told y'all, playing. it ain't they, liberated over there. Is, this, this, this Venezuela? North America is the only continent yeah, where Venezuela, it's, it's well, free. Someplace in Europe, but Venezuela, there's in the Middle East. They will kill you. Cut yeah, your dick off you and sure kill you will you. die. That is correct. And it doesn't make sense just because you like the same sex is not an abnormal thing. There are lots and lots of cases in the animal kingdom where sexual homosexuality happens as well. So are the animals going to hell? But there's a little flaw with that because a lot of people in the church will tell you that animals don't have souls so they can't go to heaven or hell. It's so... Whatever. Mm-hmm. Point is, this does create mental illness because you tell people there's something wrong with who they are fundamentally and it's not so. So I really would love an opportunity to try to help your friend through this. If she's mm-hmm. open to talking, give her my phone number. Me and her can have a conversation. And if it got to be a teardown, a fight, argument, so be it. But I want to talk to her because I want to save her son for what I've seen so many young people go through, which is getting rejected at home, but getting accepted in the streets, ended up with diseases that they cannot cure, and then they fucked over for the rest of their life. Hmm? Yeah. So because that's my two. they're looking for love. They're looking for validation. Whatever it might come in, or whatever form it might come in, because my daddy or my mama didn't love me because da 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 da. Anyway. I mean, I I wasn't accepting of of Cynthia being a lesbian at first because I just was like, "Don't do that." You know, she's what I mean? not a People, lesbian. She's well, pansexual. All her her she's stuff. She's pansexual. Yeah, but in the begin when she first brought it, I just was like, "This you can't. This can't be happening." I don't want. Why? I need you to. I wanted her to be for sure that she was because everything that the LGBT. I didn't want it to be a fad. I didn't want it to be Well, how do you know unless you just... experience it? It could be a fad, could not be, but you still got to go through it either way. It doesn't matter if it's a fad or not. You still got to experience it. But I was ignorant to the fact, too, so... I know you were, because now you have a whole different perspective. <laughs> yes, I do. Which is beautiful. Go on, Nathanae. I get this. Okay. For the positive vibe. That was a good conversation. That's something we should really dive into on another podcast. That's really deep. We've been these last two recorders, we've had some extra conversations that we need to make into podcasts. I'm gonna work on those. Here's the positive vibe for today. So we talked earlier about the use of outward help to help with inward turmoil, helping somebody else um, to help you through your situation. Mm-hmm. It is extra extraordinarily important that we acknowledge and address our personal mental challenges. But one thing I can say, what I can't say enough really is that we really need to learn to help our fellow man. There is plenty of lack to go around, but sometimes as brown people, as we learn how to be kings and queens, brothers and sisters, again, like we used to be, to reach out, we need to learn how to reach out and help one another while we're developing our community, learning to look at each other in love and not hate. Um, I will always help my fellow man as I'm able to. If I see my brother or sister hungry, I will feed them. If, uh, for example, they need words, I will offer them. Uh, Find a way to help somebody and find a way to uh, help yourself while you're helping someone else because you might be helping somebody that could give you what you need to help you out of your situation. Don't be afraid of the guy that's sitting on the streets in a wheelchair begging for money. 
I don't like to give money because I want to make sure it's going to the right place. But if you're hungry, I will go buy you a meal. Or if you just need something, some talking, if you need some items that you don't have, I'll go to CVS. I'll go to wherever, Walgreens. I'll get it for you and I'll bring it back to you. If you stay right here in this corner, I'll bring it to you. Um, let's keep our youth and our men out of jail. You know, let's help our girls from being raped. Let's help our, let's help to keep our credit positive. Let's help to keep our health in good standing. Let's just help one another as much as we humanly and possibly can. That is our positive vibe for today. James, what do you have to say before we close out our episode? Um, I just want to say, Maria, right now, I hope you don't think I was going off on you. No. During my little rant. Okay. So, no, 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 okay. no. She's I want to make that, I want to make that clear. But <laughs> she's a I burly just, woman. You know, she ain't sensitive. She's not a burly woman. She's got a burly cat. <laughs> but anyways, um, that is something I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. is us accepting that our children also have minds of their own and that when they tell us, no, I don't want to do that, forcing them to do it is, that's just wrong. It could be something as simple as you, you know, I want you to eat dinner. Well, I'm not hungry. Well, no, you need to eat right now or else you're not getting food the rest of the night. You're going to be obese. You're going to go to, you're going to go to bed um, hungry then. And it's like, but if I'm hungry at seven o'clock, why do I, why do I have to eat at five o'clock? It's literally so, so simple. The smallest things that we are teaching our children that we need to stop doing. It's a power struggle because we it's just brown not people okay. don't feel like we have power. So wherever we feel like wherever we can get some power, we abuse right. it. And we don't. But the problem is, is that you, you, the power comes with ownership, but you don't own your children. Yeah. Humans can't own other humans because that child through that already. Right. Because because that child is going to be nine, but then she's going to be thirteen. Then she's going to be eighteen. Then she's going to be twenty five. And then she's not going to like you, and you're not going to have a relationship with your child because of how you how you spoke to her when she was younger. So. Yeah, those are my closing comments for the day. Okay. <laughs> Jayla? Um, just stay positive, you know. Don't let, like I said earlier, the naysayers get to you. Um, make sure, keep your mental health in check. That's very important. Take care of your body because that plays a major, major part in mental health. And just drink a lot of water. Yes, I water. Love it. Drink a lot of water. Yeah. Love it. Maria Renee. You better drink your water. <laughs> um, it's always a touchy subject because I am telling my business in a sense, but um, it was sad. the best decision that I've ever made. I'm so glad and thankful that I did. And um, to everybody that is having issues or you're not feeling like your normal self, It's the signs are there. You can only ignore them for so long before they just knock at your door and you don't have a choice but to just let it go. So before it gets to that point, I would utterly, and, and I just want you to go and seek some type of assistance to help with your brain. It's not just emotional. It, it is physical. And something did snap. Something happened to the electrons in your brain. So, yeah, you got to get the balance back in order because it's a chemical imbalance. So, Love that. And thank you for sharing yeah. your personal story because you've helped a lot of people, especially it's easier to hear from somebody who's been through it. So mm-hmm. high five to you, sister. And still going through. It is, it's still a yeah everyday process. Um, every hour, every second, every minute is contemplated. It's something that I got to take in. 
Um, and I tell people, if our youth, if you have parents that are going through certain things or um, certain type of traumas or whatever, reach out to your counselors. Talk to a mentor. If you have a mentor, talk to your mentor. Get in touch with your school. And they have resources to help as well. You may not feel comfortable with telling them everything that's going on, but you need to tell them something so they can help not just you, but your parents as well and, and your family. So, Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And real quick before you go into yours, I do want to also thank you for sharing your story as well. Certainly. I, don't, I think that I have to be open and transparent and be honest. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not being honest, I'm not being myself. And if mm-hmm. I'm not being myself, I'm not Amen. being authentic. If I'm not being authentic, fuck me. <laughs> All right, people. It's me, Ramon. Um, I want to thank you for listening today. We This conversation was very needed. Like I said, I really, this is not the end of this conversation. I really pray that Dr. Moten can come on and hang out with us to have further this conversation. I look up to her so much. Um, and keep this conversation going. Um, please, please, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share. We are Cornbread and Caviar on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. It costs you nothing but a few seconds of your time to subscribe, and it might cost you a couple hours to listen. Listen to us while you're in the car. Listen to us while you're in the shower, right? Even while you're having sex, whatever. Um, it doesn't cost you anything. We are out here, so help us out here. Share us out on your social media, all that stuff. Now, if you want to get in contact with us, Find us on Instagram at Eat Cornbread and Caviar. Um, if you want to communicate with us again, Eat Cornbread and Caviar at gmail.com. But um, I have to make it very clear on the different platforms, we're Cornbread and Caviar. But when you want to contact us or find us on social, we're Eat Cornbread and Caviar on Insta, Eat Cornbread and Caviar at gmail.com. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, we're out. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.